Kia ora. You are listening to the Vet Thrive Collective Podcast. My name is Megan Alderson and I'm a wellbeing advocate for the veterinary profession and everybody within it. Join me on a global journey finding a collective of wellbeing innovators and thought leaders sowing seeds of change to bring our industry into a place where we can be happy, healthy, flourish and thrive. Welcome to the very first episode of Vet Thrive Collective, where you will get to meet one of my biggest supporters and fans, my cousin Charlotte Hobson. We will be talking about how the Vet Thrive Collective came to be, and how Charlotte has been beside me through my life's journey, and now she is making a dream come true. I'm a very busy veterinary clinician running my own clinic in Aotearoa, and I have very little time to spare. Charlotte has facilitated helping me bring my offerings and knowledge to a wider audience with Vet Thrive, and we started off our conversation talking about how the Vet Thrive Collective and the Vet Thrive Proactive Wellbeing Program came to be. It came out of Mindful May, which was an easy vet, which is a software platform that we actually subscribed to at work, and they started looking to mindfulness, and I've been on this journey for oh, 30 years, I think, as a professional, uh, just working out how I'm going to turn up every day for my pets, my team, my precious clients, and really try and do the best job I can. And, and I think by working out how I'm going to do that, it's really helped me to say, okay, all those ones that are out there struggling, and there's a lot of us, you know, it's, it's time to actually join a collective bring some ideas to the table and actually make some change because we've been waiting for it for a long time and it's too slow. We're a sunset industry unless we get in there and do something about it. And, you know, who better to talk about it than someone that does it every day, which I'm still doing. I've got a day off today to do the podcast, everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's why this is really amazing is that you're someone who's living and breathing. You're working every day in your own practice. So it really is, a very practical advice and that's what people can expect from the Vet Thrive Collective and from listening to the podcast. That's right and I think what it held me back a little bit was you know I'm not an expert in every field, I'm an expert at being a vet life and vet life is difficult, it's a roller coaster every day, There's every day is different, there is no perfect work environment plan that we can put in there. So it was really about sowing seeds of thought that will actually make long-term change for us to actually walk in that door every day and have the ability to, you know, just take a breath, look after ourselves, get to learn boundaries and sleep and how to nourish our bodies, but also starting to deal with some of our really deep personality traits, our perfectionism, inability to make mistakes and really think, what resources do we need to actually maintain our mental and physical health and emotional and spiritual health and we'll talk a lot more about that along the journey and how's this going to make a change to lots of people not just like me one-on-ones I've been with clinical psychologists and counsellors for most of my career but how do we sow those seeds of change throughout the world globally to say we can actually do this together this is a resource that it's achievable, it's concise, it's like not too highbrow, not too lowbrow. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's going to work. And I've seen it work in my own team. I'm excited mm-hmm. to, you know, with Charlotte, who's basically <laughs> been a big part of actually launching the program and helping me with my ideas and giving me feedback. It's an exciting journey that we're taking. 
yeah. into the void. <laughs> exactly. And it's uh, many, many years of work for you and the idea, but um, we've been launching the website for about eight months. One of the questions that I was going to ask is, like, how have you done or implemented some of the program into your own practice? So I think for me, everything came together when I did a mindfulness-based stress reduction course. Mm. So I've been a permanent self-help seeker for so long, um, as long as I can remember, because of my own mental health challenges, having to deal with anxiety, which I still have to deal with every day, bad habits, still have to deal with those every day. When I did the mindfulness-based stress reduction course, and I was part of a, a guinea pig veterinary group, okay, so they chose 10 veterinarians, there was eight female and two male, pretty much um, represents the skew in our industry, and we were from new grads right through to, I think I might have been the oldest there at 30 years out, and we as a group went through an eight-week program, and believe me, when I found out <laughs> what I had to do, like turn up for two and a half hours and do a weekend, it was just like, oh, it is beyond me. There's no way I have time for this in my life, my very busy vet life, which takes over everything. And on that journey, I just found myself and thought, it was an aha moment, and thought, this is how to do it. Go back to learning how to breathe. And from there, I wrote an eight-week program. That's what I thought it was going to be anyway, and it took me about eight months for my team. And I brought the learnings from the MBSR program and a lot of the other great stuff and the people that I meet along the way because I'm always information soak when it comes down to sleep experts, clinical psychologists, occupational therapists. I'm like, tell me more. And I brought all of that into a program that could be delivered in 10 minutes a day, bite-sized chunks, because the biggest obstacle we have as veterinary professionals is we don't have time. I can't do it. I can't give myself 10 minutes a day. And we started to do that. Lucky I, like I'm the boss. So I said, this is a non-negotiable. 10 minutes a day, we're turning off the phones. 10 minutes a day, we will not see clients unless they are literally, patients are literally dying, then we might see them. But, you know, for 10 minutes a day, we're going to do this self-care exercise. And we started to do little meditations. You caught us doing the yoga session the other day. It's a 10-minute stretch. I was not feeling energised. I hadn't slept well. 10 minutes of yoga. Off I went into my big 10-hour surgery day. Feeling good, teams happy, joyful. Yeah, and we just saw the change, looking after ourselves, making sure we had our lunch breaks, make sure, you know, we just got out and got some fresh air, especially with the masks on all day. Mm. Those little bits of self-care during the day and providing a work environment that actually encourages that has made a, probably, with you know, one of the healthiest veterinary establishments in the world. It works. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It works. And that's the whole key about Vet Thrive is that it's totally achievable. It is achievable. Yeah. It could go into any business situation. But with the Vet Day, it is harder because of the sort of inconsistency of what turns up. You can plan your day to your blue in your face, but somebody will have an emergency. Somebody will be late. Somebody will take more time. Somebody's having a, a hizzy fit out front. Our days do not run to plan <laughs> any day. And we have to be accepting and, and okay with that. The program gives you the ability to actually, I call it 
equanimity, gain that sort of perspective of non-judgmental, just going with the flow, it is what it is, I'm doing my best every day, and I feel pretty good about it. And I guess we've touched on it already, but in a nutshell, why is Vet Thrive different? So Vet Thrive is for the masses, and I think that's been the most difficult thing or one of the obstacles to increasing or having better mental health, especially in the industry, is really the accessibility to people who can help us. We're starting to gain greater awareness. You've only got so many chips in your basket every day to give out. We give them all to team, clients, patients. And for us to recognise, okay, I'm not very healthy or, or my teammates are not very healthy, what do I do about it? So it's basically, it's for the masses to say, oh, that's okay. Everybody feels like that. And certainly you need to work on your proactive well-being, which I call for the vet world out there. We're very good at preventative health for animals. So we talk about worming, vaccinations, flea treatment, great diets. You know, like we're very good at a holistic approach to preventative health for animals but we're not so good at that for ourselves, it turns out. So the proactive well-being approach is recognise early when you're getting into trouble, knowing what the feelings of burnout feels like before you've burnt out. And I think we don't have a very good awareness of that. Compassion fatigue, moral injury, we've got so many weeds in our garden that aren't going to go away. So we need to like build our muscles, and we talk a lot about prefrontal cortex muscles within the programme, to actually be okay with that and to, you know, again, like looking at our work structure. Some people can work 40 hours a week, somebody 30, somebody 20, and that's okay. We're not all the same. So it's little bites of interesting stuff that will create thought. Then you'll be thinking about it for quite a long time probably (laughs) before you actually do, but that's okay. And then, yeah, once you start to do, you'll feel the changes in your body, you know, physically you'll be better mentally, you'll know that you're part of a collective. A lot of us feel this way, we're not alone. And what my hope would be is that we don't go to the next step. And that is really where we're in such a bad place that you know we really do need professional help. And unfortunately, that's not easy to get. So there's only so many clinical psychologists out there. You know, There's only so many veterinary dollars that you just earn to actually put towards that. And this is really... Let's all get together. Let's learn more. This is like, let's extend this throughout the planet. And, and this has gone globally. We've got like people from all over the world buying into this program, which is great. So let's spread the world about proactive well-being or preventative care for veterinary professionals. We just have to do it. It seems pretty crazy. Like you have your own practice. You've got so much going on yourself. Mm. So, <laughs> and I know why, but I would love everybody else to know What has been your total drive, your purpose and your why in creating this program, the Vet Thrive Collective? Oh, I get the big apple (laughs) lump in my throat when I talk about this one. Yes. I think my own mental health journey, as I said, I do get the (gasps) deep breath when I start to talk about it. So in my mid-30s, I was not a healthy girl. And, oh, okay, one more big breath so we can talk about this. And I think, yeah, I was in trouble, like big trouble. And... Luckily, one of my family members actually, it was my dad, he got me some help and um, here I am today still. And I learned so much, you know, about 
basically how looking after myself or just being more self-aware and actually looking at a cloud and saying, how beautiful is that? (laughs) Instead of ruminating about my future, ruminating about, you know, like the stories that I was telling myself about who I was, constantly rethinking the bad parts of my life. That sort of basically turned into chronic insomnia, which basically turned into a chronic muscular disease. Like it was all those things. And my why is maybe I can help just one person. And as I said, like the, the, the whole challenge with Vet Thrive is I'm there doing it every day. I have to do it every day. So then I can give more. Mm. So anyways, obviously my mental health journey was part of it. And anxiety about what am I going to do today that's wrong? <laughs> so, so again, like just catching myself on those, my habitual ruminating thoughts as a veterinary professional that went into my dream space was really important. And I just want, you know, those young veterinary professionals out there just to know that if I'd learned these things earlier, if I had a mentor, I guess, um, who'd taught me these things, I would be a happier girl way back then. Now I'm happy now. (laughs) But you can just see that just brings you right back into that space. And my why is to help just one person out there. And I think hopefully this will do that. You know, much more than that would be a good expectation. I think it's standing up as a leader and saying, look, I'm 30 years in. I still enjoy my job every day. I run a team of 25. I see their their problems. It is their journey. I can only just sow the seeds. I can't do it for them. There is no pill. <laughs> It'd be nice to be able to say, here's your pill to make yourself all better. But you have to do the mahi. You have to do the hard work. You have to practice daily. And it's achievable. And I also mm. wanted to make it be affordable because, yeah. you know, mental health care isn't cheap. And we are on low wages. Not a lot of outside of industry people appreciate that because pet care is very expensive, but we're a very low-wage industry, which means you don't have a lot of discernible dollars to put into your your mental health plan, and businesses don't have a lot of profitability to put back into their people. And again, one of our weeds in our garden, but this little program, you know, just might help teams and the individuals, because you can practice it and within a workspace every day, and organisations to say, okay, let's look at mental health and well-being within our workplace and let's start from the bottom up you know let's create the space to actually make the norm for us rather than you know constantly talking about the individuals that aren't doing very well and and really Mm. need a lot of help at the end of the journey and we lose them we lose Mm. them out of the industry because otherwise you know it could be something worse for them a lot of yeah, vet shortages that you hear about, they're real and there's real reasons for it. We just hope that we can create a collective across the world that brings in all the thoughts and all those people are out there who are actually doing a lot within the wellbeing space in this industry, as well as experts, clinical psychologists that have helped me build this program sleep doctors and organisational psychologists to say, oh, how can we bring that into the workspace in a very strange and weird environment that the veterinary profession really is. That's right. We want Vet Thrive to be a space where people can go and it just feels like a nice place to be. It's solutions-based and people can feel like they're actually getting help for, for what they need. And once someone has got to the point that they have decided that they don't want to be 
a veterinary professional anymore, it's too late. And so we want to make sure that we're helping them before that point, before they want to leave. And what's the world going to do without us? Uh, Yeah, exactly. What is the world going to do without us? We're very pivotal in being the centre or the epicentre of the human environment and Mm. animal relationship. And we're leaving veterinary profession in droves. Yeah. So this needs to be something that happens now. We can't wait to be practising the proactive care that we're required to actually keep ourselves in the industry. We do it because we love it, but it's certainly we do let those weeds get on top of us. Vet Thrive is about bringing you home to a place where you can be comfortable, where you can actually feel secure in your four walls, the four pillars, te whare, tapafa is my favourite. How do I work on all four walls at once? And social connections has been really difficult for the last two years. I'm lucky enough to be, well, had to be, the health and safety officer for our, and just trying to keep people apart with masks on, no social events, really difficult. So we're now back to the place of actually working really hard on our social connections. So It is something that we need to look at and I think the very simple learnings through this program and again it takes as little or as much time as you want to spend on it. You can just look at the program or you can dive deep into the why. I've just met so many fascinating people who are experts in their field. For example, okay I know how to meditate and I know the belly breathing techniques but why? Why does that work? How does that physiologically change your body? and create more positive thought patterns and also increase your ability to sleep without your shoulders up against your ears. So again, like the learnings that I've brought together in this program, are they really important? And I think every single person should practice, but my passion is veterinary profession. It's concise, it's accessible because it doesn't cost much. A lot of these programs are in the thousands and it's cost of a um, spa or massage. So that's your self-care. and Once you purchase the Vet Thrive program, you've essentially got a lifetime access to the resources and this is something that we plan to grow. And the other thing which is quite significant is that you've spent a lot of time, as you've already mentioned, bringing other people's amazing work together and then you've resourced that and you've noted where you've got all this information from. Like it's quite significant in how you've, pulled all the content together. I think it's very important for veterinary professionals, Mm. because we're all scientists, to have evidence-based practice. For me, it's also evidence-formed. So this is new. Nobody is really doing good workplace practice. We try, and there's certainly people out there doing it well, and this is the people that we want to engage with in this collective. We don't have to rewrite the wheel, and we don't have to put more energy out there. We just actually have to learn what other people are doing well and actually apply that to veterinary clinics all over the world. The collective is exciting. The collective is about joining up ideas, finding those leaders in wellbeing, finding people who can help us as veterinary professionals stay looking after animals. So that's what the collective is about. And again, with social media and the podcast, Mm. (laughs) you know, we can actually have further reach. It's so exciting that I've talked to people in the UK and In the States especially, there's lovely stuff going on, but it's all brand new. So let's get together. Let's do it faster because the expiry date on the veterinary profession is coming close. So we have to do it now. We have to do it together. 
and it has to be a global sharing of ideas and the collective, this is what it's going to do, and this podcast is part of that. Well, that would bring me to what can people actually expect from the podcast? Why should they keep listening? What's going to come up? And maybe that broadens to actually what they can expect from the Vet Thrive Collective going forward. I think it's those experts that I talk to, and you can tell how enthusiastic I am about this subject. I just love input. And so they are sleep experts, they are social workers, they are experts in how to nourish your body. We've got all these people lined up who are so excited about this podcast as well, because what's connecting all the docs is they want to help the veterinary profession, and this is their how. So little bits of information and some take-homes in every podcast, you will get that. And these people will talk about cumulative grief, and this is a problem I've got, a cumulative grief that I've developed over many, many years of euthanizing animals. How do I deal with that? And I'm okay with it some days, but some days it actually really gets to me and actually gets to me to my heart and my core. I don't know when that trigger is going to happen. So I'm having to work with people to help, and there's ways and means, for me to actually deal with that so I can continue to care and look after animals. Those young professionals out there, it's a gritty, gruelling industry some days. <laughs> Every day I would love like to say it's going to be flowers, but some days it's not, and some days you don't save them. And how do you deal with that? So these are the things that we need to learn, and, and we've got a team of experts that are out there that can actually help us. Let's make it accessible. Let's not try and book somebody in three months' time. Let's have some little thought seeds that'll actually, and some take-home points that'll actually going to make our days a bit different. At the moment, we've got the online platform, the Vet Thrive Collective. We've got Facebook page, which is in development, and we hope that that's where the collective will meet. And we've also got listening to the podcast with a series of experts coming up, and this is something that you can listen to on a walk or drive to work yeah exactly <laughs> driving to work and yeah. you don't have to you know in a, a way that you don't have to be on your screen when you're listening to the podcast and all of those platforms will grow and evolve over time and we promote the positive this yes. is going to be a very very positive podcast and we have to sometimes mention the weeds this is solution space so this is going to be the good news about it it's very hard well, we love connecting over the negative that's just human bias <laughs> negativity bias is very strong in us <laughs> We love to ruminate over the bad stuff that happened every day, but this is the good stuff that's going to happen today. And this is people that are experiencing it and what they're doing to help. There's a lot of us that actually are on this mental health journey, and there's good health and there's bad health, and we're always going to be somewhere in between, <laughs> okay? And it's about just acknowledging that and actually recognising it and actually doing our utmost to actually turn up in our veterinary professional shoes and our sneakers in our scrubs and actually do a good job for the people that really need us, which are the four-legged ones <laughs> out there and the two-legged ones that also love them. So it's going to be fun. You have been listening to the Vet Thrive Collective Podcast. To stay up to date with the latest in veterinary professional well-being across the globe, join the conversation by following Vet Thrive on LinkedIn. Subscribe to the Vet Thrive Collective Podcast at Apple Podcasts and Spotify.